You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Hello, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. What's up, everybody? Hopefully, you are having a great Wednesday so far or whatever day you're listening to this. If you're watching it live on YouTube, hello, YouTube. What's going on, guys? Hopefully, your hump day is off to a great start. If you are watching this, please smash the like button. Drop a comment below. Let me know how your Wednesday is doing. Um... Or if you're listening to this any other day of the week, hopefully it's off to a great start. Um, I did just want to start off by saying thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that sent really sweet messages um, and left really nice comments after Monday's episode of the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I feel like you guys always, um, you know, we always rally around each other and we support each other. And I I love and appreciate all the love that you have sent me since Monday. Um, listen, I meant what I said on Monday. I've always, 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 always kept it 100% with you guys, regardless of the topic. You know, uh, personal life, dating life, family life, my sex life. I've always shown you who I am. I've always owned my shit, good, bad, messy, cutesy, whatever it is, all of it. I'm honest to a fault, right? You know, I bear my heart. I am who I am. Um, I can't come on my platform and lie or tell half-truths. I just am honest with you guys. So I will say since Monday, obviously I, I gave you guys an update on what was going on with Adam from Up and Adam, who I did the Spilling Tea live tour with. So... As of Wednesday, um, the truth is that Adam and I are not friends anymore. It just, I don't know if we can be again at this point or if we ever really were. Um, Listen, I think Up and Adam, his YouTube channel, incredible platform, right? Incredible platform that he's built. He's got charisma. He's a cute kid. He's got ambition. He's got a strong work ethic. Like so many things that I admire about him. And, you know, one of the reasons I decided to go on tour with him, you know, uh, the tour we produced, I thought it was it was incredible. It will forever be a highlight of mine. Um, I won't forget what a special experience it was for me and, you know, for all of us together. Like how much and how much fun we had. Like how much we had a blast, you guys. This tour was so special. Um, as challenging as it was at times, I know we've been open about how, you know, we had long hours and we worked really hard and we were balancing doing our regular shows and all of that stuff. Listen, that'll go down as one hell of a special moment for me, a true career highlight for me. I've always wanted to do a tour and I will always look back on that so fondly and I will always enjoy 
that time that we all got to spend together. And, you know, what an incredible project that I got to work on Adam with, you know? Um, And I honestly don't think that I could have created something like that with anyone else. And I mean that, and that comes from, that comes from my heart. Um, But moving forward, I send love. I send abundance. I send happiness. I want his relationship to thrive. I wish them nothing but the best. Um, That's not fluffy, fake bullshit. I genuinely do mean that. Two things can be true, right? I can be sad about the end of a friendship, and I can grieve that loss of a friendship while also choosing to come from a place of love and send some love out to Florida. And that's that's where I'm at. Uh, Listen, things end. All good things must come to an end at some point, right? People change, circumstances change, life happens, whatever. Things end. We move on from them. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. I'm choosing to focus on the good. And I can say the good thing is that I can move on. I can move forward with a very full, happy life surrounded by people that I know love me and support me and will stand by me through the good and the bad, through the highs and the lows. Kumbaya, let's all just dance in a circle. Um, I have a lot of good people in my life, and I'm very grateful for that. And I want to say, you know, today is my grandmother's birthday, and I just want to wish her a very happy, heavenly birthday. I love you, Graham. I miss you. Really wish you were here with me right now. (laughs) Thinking about you a lot lately. And I know if you were here, we would be guzzling giant mugs of coffee. Actually, no. I would be guzzling coffee out of a giant mug. She always preferred the small mugs because the coffee didn't get cold in the small mugs. You got to drink your coffee and it never got cold. Um, Whereas for me, I always chose the big cups and I couldn't just guzzle it down quick enough so my coffee often would get cold and I would have to reheat it. But um but yeah, I just wanted to to acknowledge her. I I I obviously she's with me and I can feel her with me every day. Um sometimes that physical comfort and you know having that anchor when you don't have that it's challenging sometimes. It's been a long week. I'm a little tired today, not gonna lie. It's been a long week. But listen, life is good, right? All good things Onward and upward. Love you, Graham. Happy birthday. Miss you so much. And um, yeah, no more sad shit. Let's get into the tea, shall we? Let's have a good show. Let's talk about the Gorgas because we got an, an update on the Gorgas. Let's talk about the real Housewives of Beverly Hills because we got some Housewives of Beverly Hills stuff that was going on at BravoCon and has trickled on after BravoCon. So we'll get into a lot of that. We'll get into Roni Legacy. Obviously, the new Real Housewives of New York reboot cast has been announced. Everybody seems really excited about Jenna Lyons. Not too many people were familiar with the cast as a whole or some of the other women, but Jenna Lyons is apparently popular. I didn't know of her before any of this, but what I think she works for um, J. Crew. Is that the company? Um, so she's apparently well-known, and she's, you know, She's no Julia Fox, which Julia Fox was also in the running and talking to people and considering uh, joining Real Houses in New York. But she was like, I'm not going to do it unless you get to pick. I get to pick my friends and my friends are the ones that are actually on the show because I'm not going to do this with a bunch of women. I don't know. So Julia Fox is not happening 
But we at least have, you know, these. We got Jenna Lyons. I don't really know who Jenna Lyons is. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Who knows if it's going to be any good. I've seen a lot of people are like, this is not going to be good. This is going to be boring. This is going to be lame. I'm not interested. I'm not interested either. But at this point, maybe it'll be something interesting. I personally think, and I've talked to a couple of people like in the DMs about Real Girlfriends in Paris, which somebody mentioned, they're like, it should have been called Real Girlfriends of Paris. And we should have started to pivot it as like a, a younger, fresher housewives. And I actually agree. I feel like the marketing on Real Girlfriends in Paris was just totally bad and totally tanked. I'm actually enjoying Real Girlfriends in Paris. It is, it feels young. It feels fresh. It's not super high drama. It's not super high stakes. You know, nobody's going to prison. It's very light, you know, it's very, very light. So I'm actually enjoying it. If you guys haven't given it a try, I mean, I wish Bravo would kind of push it a little harder. I wish we would have gotten some real girlfriends in Paris at BravoCon. Seemed like we focused a lot on Housewives, which I think is great, but it felt more like Housewives Con than BravoCon. But I guess, I mean, we did have some other panels, right? We had like, did we have a summer house? We had, a, did we, we have a summer house panel? I know that was like Southern Charm stuff and Vanderpump Rules stuff. I mean, that's the thing is the focus was all on Housewives. So, We'll see what Bravo decides to do with that moving forward. But anyway, let's talk about Joyzy. Okay. What in the Melissa Gorga is going on? So we saw the video of Jennifer Aiden throwing a drink at Melissa and Joe Gorga. And it looks like their assistant, his name is Tom. Well, Jennifer and her assistant, Erica, both are now starting to talk about it. So her assistant claims that Melissa's assistant, Tom, got in Jennifer's face and that Joe... Joe Gorga was apparently calling her a bunch of derogatory names. He apparently called her um, a fucking a dirty fucking bitch is what her assistant Erica claims that he called Jennifer. Jennifer Aiden is claiming that this all happened when she got back from a BravoCon after party. She was with her assistant. Bill was not with her. Bill was tired. Bill was like, I need a nap. Put me to sleep. And... She said that she saw Joe and Melissa. They were in the lobby as she was getting back. And she says that she was just minding her own business, as Jennifer Aiden usually does. She just minds her own business. And she was walking to the elevator. And Melissa yelled out to her. She was walking to the elevator. And Melissa yelled out, calling her a loser. And then Jennifer turned to her and said, shut the fuck up. And then Melissa called her a wannabe. And then Jennifer was like, don't start none, won't be none. And then that's when apparently Joe Gorga came in and he said, suck a dick, bitch. And according to what well, that's according to her sister, or, sorry, her assistant, not Jennifer. Jennifer saying, I didn't hear that. But my assistant said that he thought that I should suck a dick. But like, I already have a dick to suck in its bills and I'm going upstairs to suck it. So whatever. That's when she claims that their assistant, Tom, ended up getting in Jennifer's face. And that's when she threw a drink at Tom. And she claims that it was just water. It was a little bit of water in it and some melted ice, but it wasn't. I don't know why we needed to distinguish what was in the cup. It's still a beverage. We still threw it. There was still a splash. I don't know why it makes a difference whether it was water or not water. She came from an after party, so there's a really good chance that she was drinking beforehand and then drinking water to sober up. I don't know why but there's so much focus on her making it very clear that it was water in her cup and not anything else. I mean, unless it was like red wine and somebody was wearing white, then I think it matters. Other than that, I don't really care if it was water or vodka or whatever. 
She says that after she threw the drink, that's when they were all yelling obscen- uh, obscenities at her. She said that she was alone and vulnerable and that they would have never done this if Bill Aiden were here. I'm so glad Juan Dixon isn't here, right? She's saying she's not glad that Bill Aiden was not there because if he was there, they wouldn't be acting like this. And so Andy Cohen's come out and he says that the whole altercation is just gross. He's like, it's gross. It's Jersey gross. I'm like, well, welcome to Jersey. Can't bring them into New York. Can't you can bring the Jersey into New York, but you can't take the Jersey out of the Jerseyans? I don't know. That was a stupid saying. Ignore me. But yeah, so Jennifer is clearing it up. She's making it seem like she's more of like a victim in all of this, and they attacked her out of nowhere. And yeah. I don't really know. There was also a rumor that somebody was sharing with me on Twitter. I couldn't really verify any of it. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't dig that deep into any of it. But apparently there's like a, a screenshot of a text message between Margaret and her assistant Lexi and Melissa Gorga. And apparently the rumor about Melissa having an affair was brought up by Tom, who's this guy um, Melissa's, I guess, her assistant. I don't know. It's all rumors and speculation. I don't even know if I believe any of it. I just know I was, like, kind of glimpsing through some of it. Apparently, there's a, a um, screenshot. I don't know if it exists anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. What happened to it? But it was on Twitter. I guess somebody took it down from Twitter. But it looked like it was um, a text exchange between Lexi, Margaret, and Melissa, where Melissa's like, oh, my God there's an affair, it's like coming out and Margaret's like, deny it and just say it never happened, Melissa, it's going to be okay, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. It sounds a little speculative to me. I don't even know why I brought it up. I normally don't bring up speculation like that, but it just kind of came up as we were talking about Jennifer Aiden because we know that's a big part of the, the plot point this season. And Andy said that he decided to split up the jersey cast because he didn't want any spoilers for jersey to be happening joe and melissa have said that they did not request that the panel be split up at BravoCon with half of the cast doing one panel and the other half of the cast doing another panel on a separate day so andy says that that he decided to split up the cast because he didn't want them revealing any of the details about the new season and he didn't want any of it to get aired out i don't know if that's true i don't know if it's a security thing or what or if the word on the street, word on the curb is that Teresa is the one that didn't want to, to do anything with them. And that seemed to be what the rumor was at least a couple of days ago was that Jennifer was throwing the drink because she was doing this to defend Teresa. And they tried to confront Teresa in the bathroom. Apparently, I don't know whether that's true or not, but... I don't know if they tried to confront Teresa at all at BravoCon, but I know that at least the drink throwing and stuff that happened without Teresa present. So there you go. Okay. Let's talk Beverly Hills. Is Erica Jane beefing with Dorit and PK? Because I cannot be having this, okay? So at a taping for Watch What Happens Live at BravoCon, Erica was asked who she thinks will be the next celebrity couple heading to Splitsville. Who's breaking up next? She said, Dorit and PK. And then sat back down. She got up. She walked to the center of the stage. She said, Dorit and PK. And then she turned around and bopped on over, sat back down, and basically was like, listen, I've got nothing to lose these days. 
Now, this was on Sunday, so it's very possible that, like, you know, we had a long weekend, we were tired, maybe we were drinking. I don't know what would have motivated this or where this came from. All we've really seen of it is iPhone footage, so it's a little hard to, like, hear exactly what she says, like, when she says that she has nothing to lose these days. It's a little hard to hear, so it's unclear what she said in that moment. And she's all also like turning to some of the other women and kind of like laughing with them. And so we don't know what she's saying, but Dorit was not happy about any of this. It's supposed to air at some point this week on Watch What Happens Live. So we'll see. I mean, probably closer to the end of the week, I'd assume, only because it was one of the last things that was filmed. But yeah, I would assume we'll probably get it on Friday, right? Doesn't Watch What Happens Live air Monday through Friday? Dorit's not happy. She ended up commenting on Instagram and she said, misery loves company. What can I say? Our friends, those that truly know us, know who we are and what we have. Probably assuming they have a strong relationship and we're great. So then that's when PK chimed in and he's like, Erica Jane thought that her husband was innocent. She thought that the ankle was more important than the brain. She thought that she would keep that she should keep the earrings. Now she thinks Dorit and I are next to split up. Here's a quick bit of management advice. Stop thinking. So it seems like PK and Dorit are not happy about this at all. And that's when Erica jumped back in and she's like, when did you guys get so sensitive? You know damn well I was joking. And I'm just like, oh, was Erica Jane joking? Like, what is happening? Like, Dorit was so good to her in Aspen. I love Dorit. I love Erica. I don't want to see them fighting. It's wildly compelling. A lot of people are like, fake storyline, fake storyline. They're doing this for a fake storyline to beef, and they need to, they both needed something, and this was their way of doing it. I mean, who knows? Maybe that was part of a motivation. Um, I don't really know. I just know Erica had a good weekend at BravoCon. Even Andy commented on it, I believe, on his Sirius XM show, and he was saying that the fans really changed their tune with her. I listen from the clips that I saw when of the panels that she did and the interviews that she gave. She seemed very open and honest and humble. People seem to receive her a lot better than they received Rinna. It's interesting because we know Rinna got booed when she came up on stage, and Erica said that, or I think someone's, I think was it Rinna? Somebody said that, or I think it was revealed on was it Reality Check or Radio Andy? I I don't really remember, but. I do know that somewhere it was revealed that before they came out on stage, Erica turned to Lisa Rinna and she's like, listen, they're going to boo you. And Rinna was like, what? You really, you you think they're going to boo me? And she's like, I have a feeling they're going to boo you. So just get ready for it. Start preparing yourself mentally for how you're going to handle it because they're probably going to boo you and you just need to prepare yourself. I think Erica was probably expecting to get booed herself. And she probably figured, you know, people hate the two of them so much that there's a good chance that they're likely going to be booed. So Rinna owned it. What else can you say? She went, she flipped off the audience. She's like, "Mm, screw you. I'm still good. I'll still rise. Rise and shine. So apparently that helped Lisa prepare mentally. But I'm just like, we need to not have Dorit and Erica fight. I like them together. People responded well to Erica. I think they got to really see like a human side of Erica and things were starting to look up for her. I can see next season actually being like a season of redemption for Erica and seeing her kind of come back into, you know, the good graces of the audience. 
But, I mean, it's definitely setting us up for, for the new season. I do know that none of the Beverly Hills contracts have gone out yet. So none of the women have been asked back yet. And none of them have been officially fired yet either. Filming's not supposed to start for a minute. But, I mean, now that there's, like, Dorit and Erica drama, maybe they might pick it up a little sooner. Do you guys think that Erica was really kidding? And what was, I mean, it's very possible that she was kidding and that this could have been a great way to set up Dorit for a storyline next season or possibly a storyline for the two of them or possibly just like a tired and drunk moment. I don't really know. Let me know what you guys think of it because I do have a hot take that I want to explore with you, not about Erica, but about Beverly Hills in general. And you're going to, you're probably going to get mad at me. In fact, I know you're going to get mad at me. You're going to be like, Zach, you're talking crazy. What's going on? You're wild. Well, I have a very hot take and I want you to hear me out. Okay. I think we should bring back Brandy Glanville and Teddy Mellencamp. Hear me out. Hear me out. I know Teddy is a trigger word for a lot of people, but please just hear me out. Look at how compelling this past season with Dorit versus Kyle and Aspen. And then we had Kyle versus Erica this season as well, right? I feel like we need a bit of a wild card to come and kind of shake things up, scare the girls a bit, have them rattling in their boots. You know, somebody that can definitely just kind of ruffle people's feathers. That's Brandy. Brandy's great. Brandy loves to leave these ladies rattled. She calls them out on their fake bullshit. And I think we need a truth bomb in Beverly Hills. That way it's not fake and fluffy and bullshit. Teddy now, she's friends with Kyle and Erica and Doree and Rena, right? And Teddy's also friends with Crystal. So I feel like it would be very interesting to see Teddy in the mix with all these women again and see like where her alliance, her, her allegiance falls, right? Which alliance is she going to side with? If any of them, if Dorit and Eric are beefing and Kyle and Rena are beefing and Crystal's on the outs with all of them, like who is Teddy siding with and the conflict that Teddy's going to have to face trying to balance it all out. Like Teddy's really going to be like, ah, and listen, Teddy was not afraid to call out LVP about Puppygate. She was not afraid to bring up Denise's affair with Brandy at the dinner table in Paris. You know, she said, Brandy ate your kitty over escargot. Like, come on, let's go. I think it would be wild to bring Teddy back in the mix. I think we cut Diana. Um, I don't think Kathy Hilton comes back. And I think at this point, like, just let her go on a high. You know, I thought last season was great and she didn't need to come back this season. She came back this season. The fans love her. And I think just, like, let Kathy go. Let her be the queen Kathy. I don't think she needs to come back on the show. I think it's only going to strain her relationship with Kyle even further. Um, so I'm okay if Kathy chooses to move on with her life and doesn't come back. I know at BravoCon, she said that she won't come back with this exact cast. Who knows what that means? Um, I feel like a lot of people say that Garcelle definitely says it every single season and then always comes back. I think we definitely cut Diana just because I feel like she didn't get an opportunity to gel. We didn't get to really know her story. The audience just doesn't like her. They're not emotionally invested in her. So I feel like we can definitely cut Diana. Um, I could even do without Garcelle. Listen, I like Sutton. I think Sutton works for her diamond. She keeps giving and delivering and people like her. So I'm not against keeping Sutton. I actually don't think it would make sense to fire Sutton at all. I just don't think, like to me, I'm not compelled. I know Garcelle, Sutton, not even Krista, but Garcelle and Sutton are the fan favorites. Um, I just don't think 
Garcelle, Sutton, and Crystal make a compelling cast, to be honest with you. I think Sutton and Crystal, sorry, Sutton and Garcelle give more than Crystal. They bring more than Crystal. Garcelle's definitely good at poking and stirring the pot, and she has good confessionals, and she's very shady, but she's also very calculated. Um, And to me, she just doesn't have genuine relationships with any of these other women, we even saw them try to bring in Cherie as like a supporting character for Garcelle and Cherie just didn't even really work out for the show. I like Cherie. I would personally like Cherie on the cast over Garcelle. Um, I think Cherie would have been a better casting and I think she would have fit in with the women and would have wanted to like build relationships with these women where I feel like Garcelle very much has her guard up. And listen, I don't blame her. I know she's opened up about that in the past. There's something about Garcelle that I really do like, but there's a lot of it that I'm just like, you're your own worst enemy on this show. I know you're a fan favorite, but it's like, she's trying too hard to stay a fan favorite. And usually when that happens, you end up crashing and burning at some point because you can't stay the fan favorite without being you and without being honest and real and genuine and showing us who you are. I don't think Garcelle's given us much of her. We don't know too much about her, you know? Her storylines haven't been all that compelling. Um, You know, Sutton's at least had quite a bit of a a character arc. She's had messy moments and good moments. She's fought and she's, you know, she's kind of been through it. Um... But listen, don't we want, isn't the whole thing is like, we want real friendships. We want real relationships. We don't want actresses just cast on this show and forced to film together. That's what everybody says. So if we want real relationships and real friendships with real stakes, then I think the Fox Force 5 finally breaking up, you know, people are tired of them always defending each other. So sounds like now is a great time where they'll have to actually not all defend each other because now they're going to have to choose who does my loyalty really lie with? Who am I going to go up against? I mean, remember the old days with Rena versus Dorit where people doing coke in your bathroom? Um, Erica versus Dorit and Pantygate. Dorit versus Lisa Rena. Lisa, get away from me. If I can smell your breath, you're too close to me. Listen, Dorit knew how to handle herself. I think we need OG Dorit back. We need to bring her back. I don't know where she went. She's hiding under some Balenciaga. She's under a pair of Prada boots. But Dorit in her first two seasons, she had no shame. She brought it. And I feel like, you know, we need her to shake things up a bit and bring that side of her back. She still has it in her, right? You know, when Kyle was emotional and yelling at her about Erica, she like was very composed and she was able to still deliver her words. And also still try to work things out with Kyle. We saw her with Crystal when Crystal's like, I'm thinking about the victims. And Dorit's like, I don't know all I don't know all the answers. And neither do you. And Crystal's like, oh, I feel like we can definitely get rid of Crystal. The only reason I would want to keep Crystal is if we bring back Teddy. Because I feel like Teddy and Crystal, their friendship might be broken a bit. Um, I would feel bad for Sutton, but I also feel like Sutton would be able to make it. I feel like she would be able to hang. She would find an alliance. She would probably team up with Erica. And I don't know if she would team up with Rinna. I don't know if Sutton and Rinna really like each other. But I just feel like it would be a big shake in the dynamic of the group. Faux show. Okay. And let, let me know what you think. I know Teddy is a trigger word for people. And I, I know people love to call her boring. And I used to be one of those people that was like, oh my God, Teddy's so boring, Teddy's so boring, Teddy's so boring. But I'm like, is she really that boring if we can't stop talking about her? I actually wouldn't hate it. They brought Tamara back. Brandy, Teddy, bring them back. Bring them back. 
Okay, speaking of bringing them back, we need to give a little shout out to Ramona Singer, okay? She was just on the uh, Reality with the King podcast, and she was asked about Roni Legacy. So Andy Cohen seems, or he seemed to have alluded to the fact that that Ramona was fired. He said that they haven't worked with Ramona since season 13, as he was explaining why that season didn't have a reunion. He's like, listen, we haven't worked with Ramona since that season. So to me, that suggests that he's kind of dropping some nuggets that she's no longer with Bravo. But the weird part is he's like, we've never worked, we haven't worked with her since that season. But I'm also like, but she was at BravoCon and she was on panels and she was at Watch What Happens Live. So that was a little confusing. But when asked about Legacy, Ramona said, how could it be really good? The people they want to bring back are people they didn't want to renew anyway. So what are you going to call it? The Losers Show? The Loser Legacy? I mean, Ramona, I died. Died. On the floor, dead. The Losers Legacy Show. I mean, and she makes a good point, right? You're bringing back people that you didn't want to renew. It's true. You fired them for a reason. You got rid of them for a reason. And now you're just going to bring back all the rejects. And so I know someone made a good point about season two of Ultimate Girls Trip and how that was a bunch of, you know, fired housewives that they brought back. And like, yes, that is true. They did bring back all those fired housewives. However, and it was the ex-wives club. However, they pulled the best of the best from each franchise. Brandy Glanville, Vicky Gunvalson, Tamara Judge, um, Taylor Armstrong, Eva Marcel. Who else did we have? Um, Phaedra Parks, Jill Zarin, Dorinda Medley. Like these were the best of the best that we could have picked. We're not bringing back Kristen Takeman and Carol Radzville or Heather Holla Thompson. You know, like who are they going to bring back? I know Andy did say that he thinks Dorinda's pause might soon be coming to an end. So at least we know we got some Dorinda on Legacy and most likely we're going to have Lou and Sonia. But like, who else are they going to bring in? Kelly Ben Simone? Yeah, no, thank you. We know Jill Zarin isn't confident that she's going to do it. So I feel like if anything, people kept calling Jill thirsty, 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 that she's just like, well, I don't want to be thirsty and I'm probably not going to do Legacy. She did Ultimate Girls Trip, but I don't think Ultimate Ultimate Girls Trip did her any favors. I don't think anybody really came out of Ultimate Girls Trip liking Jill Zarin any more than they did before. You know, like Phaedra came and rehabbed her image. Brandy came and rehabbed her image. Dorinda was polarizing enough to get people talking again. Tamara got her orange back. Taylor got thrown onto OC. So I feel like Jill Zarin just didn't really bring it. I'm surprised that they're bringing Dorinda back, being how unwatchable she was on Legacy. And I really like Dorinda, but I just feel like, I, and I get it, that's got to be a heightened circumstance. Two weeks, everybody stayed in your house. Like, I couldn't even imagine keeping my cool and my composure. But without Ramona, if there's possibly no Jill, we don't get Bethany, we don't get Alex. Like, what is the legacy? What legacy are we leaving? Sonia and Lou? They're great. They're cute and funny. I don't know if I want to see, you know, their crappy lake spinoff. I feel like it'll be cutesy, but I don't think it can go past like six episodes on its own. Um, I guess there's only one way to find out. We'll have to see. The fact that they're dragging it out this long is pretty wild, though. Well, that's all I got for you guys. That is it. Thank you for tuning in to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That is me. I'm Zach Peter. 
and I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for all the love that you've sent my way. I really, really appreciate it. I really, really appreciate you. Um, yeah. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Wednesday or whatever day and time you're listening to this. Have a, a wonderful rest of your your time on this planet. How about that? So thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. If you want to keep up with me personally, you can always follow me at Just Plain Zach, or you can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would definitely appreciate a five-star rating or review. They do so much. They really do help. I would be eternally grateful. Um, you can stock up on No Filter Wine at nofilterwine.com, and I will talk to you guys this Thursday for our Thursday Night Live. It'll be uploaded on the on the podcast on Friday morning. So don't miss it. All right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Ciao for now. Bye.